Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. You can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which will be available right about now. You can go out to our chat room, which is also on our website. You can ask your questions, leave your comments, or if you want to leave a prayer request, or even a topic on future shows. You're welcome to do so on our chat room. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our pastor, the senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, if you're ever in the Dallas area, you're welcome to join us. We have 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Come on down and worship with us. Once again, I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one who is listening to this show, and thank you for your continued prayers and support. Yes, yes. Question. Do you hate your job? Do you feel like there is more to you, but you feel stuck and you don't know what to do? On today's show, 
we're going to talk about our jobs, how it can actually help us in fulfilling our life's purpose, and much more. The episode called Take This Job and Shove It. <clears throat> Actually, when I thought about when I thought about the concept of this show, that song was stuck in my head. There is an actual song called Take This Job and Shove It for those who um, 70s baby, 60s, 70s baby. I believe the singer is Johnny Paycheck. Take this job and shove it. <laughs> Even though this sounds it sounds funny, but you'd be surprised how many people are having problems on their job who feel stuck in the job. Some people feel like they're the dead-end job. And a lot of times we talk about just one or two issues pertaining to our job. And sometimes we really want to get the answers to whatever we're feeling pertaining to our job or even looking for some direction. And we're not just talking about those who ain't saved. There are people who are saved, love the Lord, Christians, filled with the Holy Ghost. But yet still, we don't talk about or address the issues, not so much of what's going on in our job, but how to handle it. And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to talk about today. Now, it's easy to talk about the problem itself or the people that's causing us uh, problems on our job. It could be the coworkers. It could be the customer service. It could be the customers itself, the supervisors. In my case, I work in the jail and my customers are actually the inmates. They can be a big problem. But in spite of that, we want to look at what we can do to help our situation pertaining to what we deal with at work. So when you look at it, let's start with thinking about this. I was saying about the song, Take This Job and Shove It. In fact, growing up, I used to watch a show called Alice. And Alice was a waitress at a diner, Mel's Diner. And there was a character named Flo. And she was a tall, blonde-haired lady that used to chew gum. And she would often get into it with Mel, the owner of the diner. And she would look at him and she would say, Mel, kiss my grits. <laughs> well, we don't want to go to that extreme pretending to talk to our supervisor. But even though you might be dealing with a situation at work, regardless of what it is, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about how our responsibility in whatever situation that we're dealing with, God helping us in that situation and also some more other things. So first we want to look at what we need to know. First of all, it is a good thing for us to have a job. The Bible does tell us if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. So we do have a responsibility of working, in other words, making an honest wage. But what we need to do, we need to ask God to help us. Give me one second. I'm going to cut the earphones down. Okay. What we're going to do, <clears throat> like I said, what we need to do is first talk about what our responsibilities are. When we go to work, the first thing we need to do is, before we step into the building, first pray. It's always good to pray for yourself, 
pray for your environment. The Bible does tell us that men also always to pray. And so what we need to do is asking God to help us and give us the tools, give us the equipment that we need for us to handle whatever task that needs to be handled that particular day. Of course, with the prayer, taking one day at a time. When you're at work, taking that one day at a time where you won't allow yourself to be overwhelmed, along with taking that one day at a time, what we need to do is realize we're there on an assignment. This is regardless of what type of work that you have. What we have to do, we have to realize we have to be first responsible for our work ethic. It is our responsibility to pull our weight. We as believers, we have to be responsible for pulling our weight and understanding that we are representing Christ. Unfortunately, there are many people who are saved, but yet and still their work ethic is not up to par. In other words, they can easily go to work and invite people to come to their church. But when it boils down to it, when people look at them, sometimes they mismanage their time or their work ethic. So what we need to do, we need to understand that we are responsible and God made us stewards, which means a manager, not only of the possessions that we have, but also the work ethic that he has entrusted us with. So realizing with whatever job that you work at, You have to do your part. This is regardless of what the wage is, regardless of what other people are doing. We are responsible for our own actions. We are responsible for our own output of work. Also, when we at work, another tool we need to realize for us to not take our job personal. What do I mean? Being able to not allow yourself to get worked up where you end up losing control, losing your temper. Of course, when we at work, we need to be able to leave work at work and don't take work home with us. Why is that? Because when you look at it, most of us at that work, we spend the majority of our waking hours at work versus being at home. Those that those that go to work, those that work with us, they spend more time with us than sometimes our own family members. So what we have to do, we have to understand that we have to be responsible for us to be able to do what we need to do, do it at work, and then when you get off, I recommend people to do this, regardless if you ride the bus, get in the car, catch a ride or whatever. When you clock out, the best thing to do is to get in the car and say your prayers right then and there. I recommend each and every person, when you get in the car, first of all, what I try to do, when I get off work, I try not to talk on the phone unless I get a call and I know that it's an emergency or something like that. If I speak to people while I'm getting ready to get off, that's one thing. But as far as holding a conversation, what I try to do is make sure that the first person I really talk to or have a conversation with when I get off work is God. When I get in the car, I say my prayers. I thank God for a successful day. No matter what type of day that it was, count it all joy. Understand that God has allowed us to make it off work 
into our car, headed home or wherever destination you plan on going, safe and sound, no hurt, harm, or danger. That's enough to be grateful for. So what I recommend is when you get off work, get to the car and pray. Thank God. Talk to God. And what happens when you do that, that helps you to detox. They help you to take your quote-unquote spiritual work clothes or emotional work clothes off, leave it at work so when you get home, your family, your children, your spouse can have you. Not the professional person, but the personal person, the husband, the wife. So you want to make sure that you keep the balance so that way you can have a, if you want to call it a, more of a stressless life. I'm not going to say your life going to be stress-free, but it'll be stressless. The other thing I want y'all to consider, think about this. Keeping a positive attitude, regardless of the work, regardless of who you're working with. I tell people sometimes it's not the work that's a problem. Sometimes it's the people that you work with that's a problem. But in spite of that, keep a positive attitude. And I mentioned earlier about prayer. Now, of course, we're praying for ourselves. We're praying for a successful day. But also what will really help is if we pray for our fellow coworkers, our supervisors, the customers that may call in or come in. You'd be surprised when we get to work. You'd be surprised the not just the people, the different people that we deal with, but we're also dealing with different spirits. Those are spirits that we're actually working with or working for. So what we have to do, we have to ask God to help us to have the spiritual insight to be able to discern and see what we're dealing with, which leads to this. Understanding that we are on an assignment and sometimes God would allow that loud customer or that if you want to call it that nosy or that crazy co-worker or that hard supervisor to be in your path for you to have to deal with them. Why? Because there might be a specific need. There might be a need that God has assigned you to deal with them, to introduce them to God or introduce them what God can do for them. And now, we're not just talking about, well, you know, you know, laying hands on them while you're like, no, there's a way that you can carry yourself. You don't have to tell people that you're saved. They can know that you're saved by the way that you respond to conflict at work. They can understand that you're saved by having a good work ethic. They can understand that you're saved by being on time. They can understand that you're saved by not taking shortcuts when it pertains to your job. So people can know that you're saved and you represent Christ just by the way you carry yourself. And that will draw people. So when we, when we, on our job, when we deal with those problematic people, instead of us shooing them the way, the first thing we, we need to do is pray and ask God, God, is there a reason? Is there a purpose of them being in my presence? And then ask God and rely upon God to help you to deal with them. Not through your ability, but through his ability. So realizing when we at work, it might be tough, but Realize that we were equipped for it. Now, this is something that I want people to understand this. Now, it's easy to get a job, to find a job. But unfortunately, sometimes people choose jobs 
that are actually out of a field. So what we need to do, we need to ask God to help us. If you're seeking a job, ask God to help you or to lead you to the job that's in your field. There are people that are frustrated on their job, not because, not so much because that their job is hard, but in actuality, they're in an area that's not really giving them a fulfillment. In other words, it's just like somebody going to school to be a doctor. Once they graduate, and instead of them going into a doctor's office, working at a doctor's office, they end up applying to be a firefighter. Or they end up applying to be a painter. Something totally different than what their training is from. So what we need to do is ask God to help us because a lot of times it's not the job that's the problem. It's not the coworkers. It's not the customers. Sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes we allow frustration to build up within us because we're not being fulfilled, which I'm going to talk about that later on. What we need to do is realize that we're dealing with people, and sometimes the way we deal with people, it will say a lot about us. Okay? So when we dealing with a bad supervisor or a manager, let's look at the positive of even the job that you have. If you're dealing with a bad supervisor, a bad manager, what that's going to teach us, that's going to teach us how we should treat others if we become a supervisor. In other words, we need to allow those problematic supervisors to be a teachable moment for us, for us not to behave that way if we choose to get a promotion or if we're offered a promotion, how do we handle people? Because a lot of times what happens, people they have dealt with hard supervisors, mean supervisors, once someone is removed under that hard supervisor and then that person becomes a supervisor, what happens, they become harder than the supervisor that they had. They become meaner than the supervisor that they had. In other words, a lot of times, the people that we've had a problem with or even the people that we hate, we end up becoming just like them. So what we have to do, we have to realize hurt people hurt other people. So if there's a supervisor, if there's a coworker that you're dealing with at work, what we have to do is Excuse me. What we have to do is offer them something that sometimes we hate to do, and that's forgive. We have to forgive them so that way that bitterness won't set in into our heart. And what happens once we do get in that position, like we said, if we're not forgiving the person that hurt us, we'll begin to hurt other people when we're in that position. So we cannot hold on to unforgiveness. We have to forgive the person, the supervisor, or the, even the coworkers that hurt us. <clears throat> and also, allowing this to be a teachable moment, once again, allowing this to be a teachable moment of how to handle conflict. Because sometimes God may have allowed you to deal with that in order for you to learn how to handle other conflicts in life, but also it actually helps your esteem. It helps your confidence in your life. It can be your personal life or your professional life. So what we need to do is realize that whatever situation, whatever job that we have, is actually a good thing for us to be there and understand that we can contribute something and also learn something from it. Now, this is the other thing. When we're at work, I want y'all to brace yourself to this. When you're at work, you have to realize in order for you not to be so stressed, in order for you not to get worked up at work, 
When you're at work, you have to realize you're only hired from the neck down. Unless you're a supervisor, unless you're the CEO or the owner, how you feel, what you think is very irrelevant. They're not paying you to think. They're paying you to take instructions. They're paying you to do. So what you need to do, when you are told to do something, do it exactly the way you were told. Don't try to deviate anywhere from what you were told to do. That would that would actually help you to be less stressed. So many people, they end up getting stressed, getting worked up at work, because they're trying to put their own quote-unquote flavor. Well, I know the supervisor told me to do this, but I'm going to do it this way. No, 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 no. You just do exactly the way that you were told. So that way, if you realize it, unless the supervisor asks for your input, just do as you're told. If you're getting paid, for your input, if they ask for your input, then you can give it in a respectful way. But other than that, just keep it to yourself. Write it down. Matter of fact, don't discard it, but write it down. And in due time, just in case they want your opinion, they will ask you. But if they don't ask for your opinion, don't give your opinion. You're hired from the neck down. In other words, you work, take instructions, and do as you're told. That'll help many people get less stressed. Now, with the job, the job actually can be a burden if we allow ourselves to get worked up. What we need to do is realize what is important is for us to do our part, but also for us to do the best of our ability. We shouldn't shortchange. We shouldn't shortchange our performance at work. We need to follow protocol. If our if our supervisors or if the code of conduct addresses us to take a thirty minute lunch, we as believers. We don't need to be taking an hour and 30 minutes. We need to do exactly what we're told. Because remember, regardless of what kind of supervisor that you have, regardless he might be a mean, he might be mean, he might not even be safe. No matter what, whatever job that we have, we still need to not just do it to the best of our ability, but do it unto God. You have to work as if your supervisor is over you, but more importantly, you have to work as if God is looking right at you because actually he is. So when it boils down to it, work, do what needs to be done, do the best of your ability. Don't shortchange your coworkers or your supervisors. Realize in Psalms 19, it says that God revealed himself to the world by his works. So what does that mean? That means through our natural ability, God-given ability, that means our work should reveal us. It should reveal our character, our motives, our skills, our abilities, but also our personal traits, our personality, it should should reveal that. When people see your work, can they tell that your fingerprints are on there? Or is it sloppy? When you work, do you do it unto God? Hmm. Like I said, regardless or what type of supervisor that we have. We're there to do a job. And also, I'm going to say this. Sometimes, even at our job, we may have, we may deal with 
crazy people. We may have a crazy job, but that might be the only light that people see. You may be the only light. You may be the only Christ that people see or even that people deal with. You never know what a person deal with outside of work. So sometimes people come to work. Sometimes people come to work to vent. Sometimes people come to work just to get a check. Sometimes people come to work looking for help. But also sometimes people come to work and that's their identity because everything else that's in their life has fallen apart. They may not be in church or their family, maybe their family, their home life may be miserable. So now they come to work and you might be the only person that God have assigned to reach out to them to help them come to him. You might be the one assigned. So what we have to do, we have to realize is more than us, is more than us casting a check. It's more than us clocking in. It's more to it than us of doing things. We are on an assignment. So if we keep that mindset, that will actually help us to not be stressed, not be worked up. But also, there are some people, they're ready to leave. There are some people, they're ready to leave their job. They're ready to quit or look for another job. These are some of the questions that some people may ask. Why am I still here? Why am I still at this job? My statement to you, there may be some character building that you may have to learn at that difficult job that you're at. Character building such as time management, helping you to manage your time effectively. Being on time, like I stated earlier, help you to be on time, help you to have a healthy balance in doing your job, and then take your lunch break at an appropriate time, being able to, other things, being able to be a people, building your people skills. There are some people who may be working who may not have dealt with mm, people or people outside of their family. I grew up in a big family, so it was always people in my immediate family or uh, with my relatives, cousins, and stuff. But then there are other people who may have been relocated from their family and sent here where they don't know anybody. So this may be an opportunity for you to befriend someone, to help them. Because realize this, when we are at work, we are a walking advertisement of God and also ourselves. So I'm going to talk about that later on. But people skills, helping you to develop people skills, helping you to effectively communicate, helping you to have uh, skills, uh, communication skills, helping you to work on your communication skills, being able to articulate what you're trying to say, how you're trying to say it. Task development, being able to help you with some skills to be able to help you to advance, get a promotion, or even start your own business, helping you with your skills. The other thing, showing you what to do or what not to do as a company as a leader, as an owner. A lot of times when we just thrown out somewhere, some people don't pay attention. But my dad said this uh, great, great, great uh, quote, and I'll take this to my grave. My dad said, a wise man learned from his mistakes, but a wiser man learned from somebody else's mistakes. So whatever company, whatever job that you're at, Look at it as if you're the owner. 
What would you do? Take notes. Listen. Ask questions. That doesn't mean that you're trying to run the company or trying to take over. No, but when we get work, what we need to do, we need to realize these are teachable moments for us to help us, regardless if you plan on moving off from the job or not. Allow that to be an opportunity to help you because you may not need that, but there may be somebody that you may need to help that may need that. So utilize that and take note. Other thing we need to realize, great leaders understand by being a great follower. You be a great worker. You learn your job. You craft your job. And as you learn your job, take those steps and apply what you're learning. That helps you to become a great leader. But see, what I found out, a lot of great leaders, a lot of great teachers, they're still still learning. And how they learn, they learn by teaching others. When a person can really teach someone, even though they're, they're in the position to teach or to lead, as they mentor others, they're actually helping and mentoring themselves. So we are forever learning. So if we can continue that process of whatever we learn, we can pass it on, we can teach, it helps us to sharpen our tools. But realize this. If you've mastered that, if you've mastered that position, if you know everything that you can, you may be in place to mentor someone else. But also realizing your growth may be complete. You might be finished in learning what you need to know. I'll just say that for an example. Little scenario. If you've finished In your assignment, you have to realize, even though you may be finished with you directly, but your assignment may not be finished because there may be someone that may be coming along the way that you may need to mentor, may need to help, may need to minister. So even though you may feel like your time is up at your job, your time may be up, but your assignment may not be up. I found out this uh, years ago. I used to work on the night shift, and I had the weekends off, but I wanted the weeknights off. And I did everything I could, and I, one of my cousins, um, we call her Meaty, but one of my cousins actually said something that really struck me, and she said there may be somebody that's coming along the way that you may need to help. Now, of course, me working in the jail, I'm thinking it could be an officer. But when God dealt with me, it could be an officer. It could be a supervisor. It could even be an inmate. So what I realized, I was not going to be able to get the weeknights off until my assignment was over with. When God saw that my time was up working there on the night shift. So I had to, I had to realize that. Another tool, this is something that um, I learned and I began to start doing. Whatever pay scale that I want, even at my job, whatever I was getting paid, if I would pay my tithe and offering on whatever income I wanted to make, then God began to bless me even more. I'm a big advocate in paying your tithes and offerings. But I would tell people, use wisdom. Use wisdom. Because, of course, tithing is what you need to pay, but offering is the extra. Uh, the analogy that, uh, that people would understand would be you going to a restaurant, and whatever you eat, you receive that bill. Your bill is what you owe based upon what you were served. So that bill represents your tithe. But 
your offering represents whatever tip that you would give the waiter or waitress. So paying your tithes and offering. So what I would always do, I would always pay my tithes and offering based on what I wanted to make. And God has always proven himself in those situations. But also what we have to do, we have to we have to do our very best, like I mentioned earlier, regardless of other people, regardless if the supervisor sees us or not. It should not be a surprise when we see our supervisor because we should be consistent in our work ethic. I found out this. Your work ethic can be great, but it's something else that we take inventory of. Your work ethic could be great, but it's your attitude also. You could be the best worker in town, but if your attitude is bad, uh uh-uh, you're not going to stick around. So ask God to help you even with your attitude. Ask God to help you to be able to articulate in a pleasant way what needs to be done. What is your attitude towards your job? How's your attitude? I mentioned that earlier. Also, like I said, we are a walking advertisement. I want to I want to point this out. Excuse me. I have a relative. Excuse me. I actually have a cousin. Excuse me. An uncle that said this, and he struck me. He's um he's the owner of Logan's Photography. His name is Mr. Aaron Logan. He was talking to my younger brother and I last year, and he said something that struck me. He said he looked forward to waking up in the morning. He has a job that he loves to do. He 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 has a job that he loves. He loves what he's doing. And he looks forward to waking up in the morning. How many people could actually say that? Not that many people. Some people, they look forward to getting off work. They look forward to going to bed and they dread waking up in the morning. But he wakes up every morning thanking God for another day, but also another opportunity to do what he loves. And if we realize it, God can help us to have the same achievements. But sometimes even on our job, that conflict that may be going on, that tough time that may be going on, when we want to give up, when we want to throw in the towel, it's actually exposing how much we'll tolerate is actually exposing how much fight is in us also. Because if you, if I'm going to say it like this, that some people, some people, the problem that they deal with on their job, it may be them. Sometimes the problem, it may be the other person, but also it may be God allowing some agitation to be at your workplace for you to go ahead and step out on faith. Two people I often think about. I have a cousin. Her name is Nika. Excuse me, Shanika. Shanika Hogg. Uh, she was a teacher, certified teacher, great teacher, and she was receiving problems uh, through her principal. One thing led to another. It would, I mean, she was just going through so much. And one thing led to another. Her father asked her, has she considered, has she considered daycare? Well, she prayed about it. She spoke to her husband about it. And eventually, she started a daycare in a home. Fast forward, 2017. Now, she has two locations and she's the largest daycare in Cedar Hill. But even though she might have been making some money as a teacher, but it had to take some conflict for her to get out of her comfort zone to be in her purpose. And she's doing a fabulous job in mentoring, ministering, teaching young kids also along with her sister, her twin sister, but also even her father. Her father was working at Red Ball, making good money, and unfortunately one day 
end up getting laid off. And him being a pastor, he spoke about faith, but he was scared to step out on himself until his son, I believe his son was 12 years old when he spoke to him and said, well, Daddy, you think a lot of time when you're preaching, we don't hear you, but we hear you. You speak about faith, you preach about faith, you teach about faith, now it's time to use faith. And now he has opened several businesses. He has done so much. God has really blessed him in his church, in his family, in his business. I said all that to say this. Sometimes it takes a discomfort at our job, not for us just to abandon it, but use it as teachable moments, helping us to craft our skills and be in the place that God has for us to be in. There are some people that may not be meant to be working in a nine-to-five under someone. There are so many people that may be having a hard job, hard time trying to find a job. Does that mean that they're lazy? No. Sometimes the skill that you have may be the skill that bring you income. That might be the very thing that you may need to do. But unless you step out, but you have to first, you have to do your part. You have to make sure that you are prepared. A lot of times people just say, well, I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost do it. Let the Holy Ghost do it. No, no, no. You need to be prepared. You need to be ready. You need to do your part. There's a song that we sing by the Matter Clouds of Joy called I Made a Step. If you make one step, he'll make two. So if you step out and do your part with preparation, then God can bless. God can do it. But don't rely upon God to do something when you're not doing yourself. So I'm going to put that on pause right now. We got somebody on the line. Uh, The last four is zero zero nine five the last four for telephone his or her telephone zero zero nine five hello welcome to reconnect my heart radio program you're on the air hello can you hear hello yes yes how you doing today hey um i just want to say that i really enjoy listening to your radio station and you touched some major um, issues that I was dealing with at church. I mean, at work with my managers. And one thing that you said was to be able to forgive them. And I, it stuck a chord to me because I'm like, have I ever really just forgave them? Have I ever, you know, to show that, to show that, you know, I think if I finally give, give in to forgiving them, really, truly, that I will have even more peaceful on my job, and God can easily move, you know, and do what he needs to do. But I know he's going to get ready to move me out of that position, but can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. And and if you don't mind, you can stay on the line. You know, stuff like that, like I said, it's a teachable moment for all of us. And a lot of times, it's easy for us to get complacent. Sometimes, sometimes we might not be meant to be in an entry-level position. Sometimes, because of the heart that we have, God can entrust us with high positions. But sometimes we allow our own insecurities to hinder our blessings. There may be something you may look at and say, "Well, you know what? That that person they don't need to be a supervisor. They don't need to be a supervisor." And then somebody point us and say, hey, why don't you apply for that job? Oh, no, no, no. Because we're looking at it in our own ability. But if we look at it, we might be the best suit in that position because we understand people. We have a heart for people. And I'm not mean, I'm not saying for us to be a walkover or anything like that. But if you look at it, <clears throat> People in high positions, in supervisor positions, management positions, is very confident to have someone that understands, someone that can make you feel important, somebody that can make you feel like you're listening. And those are the kind of people 
that may be needed as supervisors. But unfortunately, a lot of times those that are qualified don't apply for the position. And then those that are not qualified apply for the position, get the position, and then we complain about them that has that position. You understand where I'm coming from? Yes, I do. Yeah. <clears throat> so, if you look at it, why not you? Amen. Is there any... Huh? No, I was just saying amen. Yeah, you know, not just for you, not just for the other people, that also goes for me, too. Because a lot of times, we shortchange ourselves. And like I said, God has so much for us. And we can look and say, you know what? Uh, we need to have somebody that's going to manage this or do this to do that. Because we can easily find the problem. But we want to assign someone else to be the problem solver. And God may be saying, hey, you the one that saw it. You the one need to fix it. No, 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 no. We we just let somebody else deal with it. No, you deal with it. That kind of that kind of struck me a couple of couple of years ago. I would easily see a problem, and I always wanted to be not the lead man, but I wanted to be the follower. I wanted to be the the help man. I don't mind being the sidekick that will help somebody. I just did not want to be the leader. And I realize sometimes God would allow you to be the leader by default. You see, it's not the position, it's not the position that matters. It's the work ethic that matters. See, a lot of times people will apply for the job then based on the job position, but they don't do anything with their position. But what we need to do, we need to act as if we already got that position, but don't depend upon that position. We need to depend upon whatever assignment that goes with that position. Because if you look at it, we're already doing it anyway. Am I right? So if we just move our insecurities to the side and say, you know what, God, this is the opportunity that you have allowed me to be in this place. And God, help me to be a good steward or manager of the responsibilities that you have given me. And if we can do it that way, then God can really come to the scene at our workplace. Because God may be wanting to come in on your job, but he wants a willing person to be in key positions to help bring change in the company. It's hard. I'm a, I don't want to, I don't want to say the, um, I don't want to use the Washington. I'll say it like this. I could easily complain about the devilment, about the controlling managers, supervisors in these high positions. But if I'm not applying for those positions, then what's the use of me pointing out the problem? What if each and every one of them are unsaved or undelivered? And God might be saying, I want you to apply for that position so that way I can be the one that can come in and help bring change. Because God needs a willing person. Now, my question is, will you be that willing person that God used at your workplace? These are teachable moments for all of us. Regardless if you steal your job or, like I said, there are some, matter of fact, I know some who have a record, some who are felons. They can't find a job. They're so frustrated. Every time 
they apply for a job and they have to put down that they spent some time in jail or they're on on paper. They call it on paper if you're a felon. All of a sudden, nobody want to hire them. Sometimes they will ask. They will actually lie on the application and not put that on there. And then once they start working up there, and they the supervisors find out, hey, they were a felons, they lose their job. But I found out sometimes it takes that in order for you to seek God and ask God if there's a business that you need to start. Because like I said, each and every one of us, we are walking billboards, we are advertisements, and we're we're advertising and showcasing God and also ourselves. So whatever that you have, whatever skill, whatever skill that you have, take notes and utilize it. But also even what you've learned on your job, take notes. And who knows? Those may be the tools that you need to help you in your career and on your job. Don't just settle for less. If you have the opportunity, go for it. Seek, just like in school, we talk about seeking higher learning, but seeking advancement on your job. If it's going to benefit you and your family, go for it. And we're not going to talk about the problems on our job and not do anything about it. We're going to do something about it by, number one, praying, but also looking to see, are we contributing to the problem? Because, like I said earlier, we can talk about take this job and shove it, but what if our job or what if our supervisors want to tell, want to tell that to us? So with that being said, whatever problem that may be going on on your job, we can give it to God. We know that there's nothing too hard for him. We've seen God move in so many ways and so many times at the workplace. And don't feel like God ain't concerned about that. He is concerned about it. He said, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. That includes your work place also. But also realize, number one, there's nothing too hard for him. God wants you to give everything to him once and for all. Don't worry about the stress. Don't worry about the problems you may be dealing with at work. But don't let it kill you. Don't let it get to you. Ask God to help you to detox whatever foolishness that you may be dealing with at work. And sometimes when you look at it, sometimes the foolishness that we may be dealing with at work, sometimes those things happen because people see that it agitates us. It it gets under our skin. And there are some grown bullies that are there. There are some grown gray-haired kids that are even at the workplace. And they see if they can get to you, oh, if you react to that, they're going to keep on antagonizing but what you need to do, you can easily pray for them, but what if they don't change? So who needs to change? You. You don't respond to that foolishness. You don't respond to ask God to help you because you can't control anybody else. You can only control yourself. So you ask God to help you to not respond to whatever foolishness that they may say or may do. If somebody says something, listen, understand, you're there to get a check. Excuse me. You're there to do your job and leave. You're not making or they're not trying to have you to have Thanksgiving dinner with your coworkers or even your supervisor. You're there to do your job and don't take your job personal. So many people, they try to look for their, quote-unquote, if you want to say, their identity through people. They want to build friendship. Now, if friendship happens at the workplace, that's fine and dandy. If love happens at the workplace, that's good, but that should not be your main focus of working. 
Don't be insulted when people talk about you or people put you down at work. Listen, you need to keep them out of your heart. You need to understand this is work. These are not people that are, quote, unquote, supposed to love you. Some of them ain't even saved. Sometimes we deal with unsaved people. Sometimes we deal with undelivered people. But don't take work personal. Don't take the antics that people do or say personal. Don't do that. You'll forever find yourself stressed. You'll forever find yourself worried. You'll forever find yourself getting yourself sick, losing sleepless nights. No, they don't define who you are. God defines who you are and also who you accept or what you accept defines who you are. If you allow what God's word says, then that defines who you are. But I don't care how God may tell you who you are. If you accept anything else besides what God said, then that's going to define who you are. But when people come to your work, uh, and also you already know who you're dealing with, you just got to accept it. Don't be in denial of somebody's behavior. No. You're there to work and just do your job and go home. Go to the people that love you. Go to the people that care for you. They don't have to care for you at work. They don't have to like you at work. We have to understand that. They're not there, they're not there getting paid to like you. They don't have to like you. Then they may have they're gonna have to respect your work. They're gonna have to respect you who you are as a person. They're supposed to. And there are some people I know, I'm going to say it like this. I know a lot of predators people that have a working relationship with someone of the opposite race. And that could be white, black, Hispanic. It doesn't matter. Chinese, Japanese, it doesn't matter. They have a working relationship with people, but they don't have a personal relationship with people, with their coworkers. So, just learn to have a working relationship. Ask God to help you in having a working relationship with biblical people. That's going to help you stay less stressed. But as we get ready to pray, I'm going to go back on the air. Hello, Carly, you there? Carly, you there? Call you there? Okay. So these are some of the things that we can give to God. And if there's anything else you want to give to God, you're welcome to do so. <clears throat> this opportunity for us to give our cares, our concerns, give it to God once and for all. It don't even have to be related to this specific episode, this specific topic. If there's anything else that may be in your life that you need to give to God, you can give it to him right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. God, we ask you, first of all, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's unlike you, God. God, we thank you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we ask you, Lord, there may be some who may be dealing with problems on the job, God. We ask you, Lord, to help them, God, to cast all their cares upon you, God. God, we ask, Lord, if there's anything that's going on on their job that's unlike you, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, that you equip them, God, to look over whatever may be going on, God, but more importantly, give everything to you, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help them to see this as a teachable moment of what you can do in their lives, God, even to reveal whatever they may be needing to help them mature in every area of their life. If it's personal or professional, right now, God, in the name of Jesus, <clears throat> and Satan, bind everything you stand for, bind every power, bind every confusion, right now, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for showing your goodness and your mercy, right now. God, we ask, Lord, those who may be looking for a job, God, God, lead them to the job that you have for them, right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, Lord, to help us to. Uh, we ask, Lord, to reveal the purpose that you have for us, God. 
no matter if it's a long-term or short-term of whatever reason why we at our job, God. God, if it's going to lead us, God, to the purpose that you have for us, God, help us, God, to respond in obedience right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, help us, God, to understand, God, that we represent you, God, and help us, God, to represent you effectively, God. God, help us, God, to uphold, God, this this Christian walk right now, God, this Christian walk right now, God. Help us, God, to uphold, God, the integrity that you have for us, God, to display, God, the moral ethics, God, the attitude, God, the behavior right now, God. Help us, God, to be a good steward, God, even at the workplace, God. God, we ask you all to help us, God, not just tell people that we're a Christian, God, but live the life that's in front of them, God, that will help them understand who you are. And stand about everything you stand for. We bind everything that the devil may try to do right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in who supported this program, feel free to contact me on Facebook on Brother Prater, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-R-A, Tiz and Tom, E-R. You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. And you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. BrotherPrater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website, which you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to applaud the fathers who are taking care of their responsibilities, to educate and challenge those who are not, also to give single women a way to identify the qualities of a potential future husband and our fathers to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to this program, and thank you for listening. Reconnect My Heart radio program. God bless you, and good night.